0: A joyful. So, you might not think you make a good joyful sound to the Lord, but uh, if you're singing praise unto the Lord and you mean it in your heart, it's a it's a joyful sound unto the Lord. Amen. So, uh, Book of Jonah again. Kind of wrap up chapter two. Anybody else have any Bible conversations that revolved around the rapture in the last few days? That seems to be the theme around me. I have no idea why. So I said, "You know what? I'm gonna ask anybody else going through this." You know what I mean? But uh I take that as a no. All right. <laughs> a lot of that might be Friday's Bible study topic: a Rapture. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Prone to wander. Apologize. Can't get that way. Prone to wander. That's what Jonah wanted to do. We've all been there. We'd be a liar if we said we didn't. Um, we'll kind of cover that. It's kinda neat. First part of my lesson kind of goes right with what Mike was teaching down there today and starting to wonder a little bit you want to line up with what everybody else you know spirit to speak it speak it's with the spirit you know and then pastor touched on there at the end so i'm pretty happy about it so uh before we open god's word let's pray father i just thank you lord lord for this book lord i thank you lord for a sound mind and father i know my mind isn't as sharp as it's supposed to be and lord only you can make it be that sharp but lord i just pray today lord you give me clarity of thought Lord that these verses that are read would be understood, Lord, the thoughts that come out of my mouth, Lord would just be honoring unto thee, and Father, I just thank you, Lord, for just uh lord Lord just not being in the snare of the devil, and Lord, the more I talk with the people, Lord, it's just uh Lord, thank you for your mercy and your grace, Lord, and just uh Lord help us, Lord, just to go out from these doors, Lord, and tell somebody else of what a merciful and gracious God you are, Lord, Lord Lord just being good to us, and Lord, we got something to tell. Lord, for this short time, just be with us few Lord, and just uh, we love you, we thank you. Lord, forgive us of for our wanderings, and I pray in Jesus' name, amen. The book of Jonah, chapter number two, says, uh, Then Jonah prayed unto the Lord as God out of his, the fish's belly. And he said, I cried by reason of mine affliction unto the Lord, and he heard me. And out of the belly of hell cried I, and thou heardest my voice. For thou hast cast me in the deep, in the midst of the seas, and the floods compassed me about. All thy billows and thy ways passed over me. Then I said, I am cast out of thy sight, yet while I look again toward thy holy temple. The waters compassed me even to the soul. The depth closed me round about. The weeds were wrapped about my head. I went down to the bottoms of the mountain. The earth with their bars was about me forever. Yet hast thou brought up my life from corruption, O Lord my God. When my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord and my prayer came into, came in unto thee into thine holy temple. They that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy, but I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay. I will pay that that I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. Amen. And the Lord spake unto the fish, and it vomited out Jonah upon the dry land. (laughs) And that's kind of a anyhow. We kind of left off there in verse number five. It says, "And the waters compassed me about, even to the soul." And the depth closed round about; the weeds were wrapped about my head. You know what these words are just like in Psalms chapter sixty-nine. Turn over there. Psalms chapter sixty-nine. And I couldn't help but think when I got called down there to Kansas too. I always kind of want to tie the gospel in a little bit, but not not with this passage. We'll get to that, but. Psalms I'm in proverbs that would help. Psalms chapter 69. And verse number one and two it says, "Save me, O God, for the waters are come in unto my soul. I sink in deep mire, where there is no standing." I am coming to deep waters where the floods overflow me. You know, what's funny is even people even quote that today, you know, amongst fighters and amongst people that are in the MMA, you know, I'm going to take them into deep waters and drown them. I wonder where they get that saying from, going into those deep waters. But the Lord delivers Joan out of there. Now think of this, this weeds were wrapped about his head. You know what that makes me think of? It makes me think of a crown. And the Bible says a lot about crowns. It says, it, run to obtain a crown. Kind of touched on that a little bit downstairs with some of the teens. But, uh, it says they run for a race. Those fighters, you know, their, their crown is, 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 is a corruptible one. And just because you got some belt, you know, some corruptible crown, but we, we run that race to get an incorruptible one. Bible says over there in 2 Timothy 4, 7, 8, you know, everybody says Paul is going to get one. He's at his, his, he's going, he's getting ready at the end of his ministry and he's going to go meet the Lord. And he says, you know, there's a crown waiting for me and for all those that love his appearing. But some people that, it's not going to be a loving appearance. They're going to be a shameful appearance. I don't want that. You know what I'm saying? You want to confess those sins. You want to get right. You want to have joy in the Lord. And more importantly, you want others to see that. People will take notice of that. I remember one of the Fourth of July parade years ago, this guy from a different church was going down there and they were playing rock and roll music. And it was, I forget, but it was bad stuff talking about fornication cussing, fornicating with women, and getting drunk. And this guy said this. He goes, I just want them to come to the church and just, you know, that they know they can feel comfortable here because it's like the world. And I said, buddy, the world. I said, I work with the world. They're not looking for that. They're looking for something real. They're looking for something separate. They're looking for God. They can go to any bar and get that. And they know it ain't going to help. But where's the joy? Where's the separated life? Where's the, the light? Where's the Lord in it? And here, Jonah's running from it. Doesn't want to tell people about that. Turn over there to Matthew chapter number 27. Hold your place there. Where's oh, my bookmark? Did I lose my bookmark? All right. Matthew chapter number 27, and in verse number 27, it says, Then the soldiers of the governor, excuse me, took Jesus into the common hall and gathered them, gathered unto him the whole band of soldiers, and they stripped him, and put him a scarlet robe. And when they had platted a crown of thorns, there's that crown of thorns, and they put it on his head, and a reed in his right hand, and they bowed the knee before him and mocked him, saying, Hail the King of the Jews. And they spit on him. <clears throat> and they, and they took the reed and they smote him on the head. And after that they had mocked him. And they took the robe from him and put on his own raiment on him. And he led him away to crucify him. Well, that's pretty brutal. But that's, what Jesus went through for us. And why would you want to run from a guy like that? A God like that? We loved Him because He first loved us. I mean, I couldn't go through all that to somebody. I'd like to think I could. I'd like to think I could. But it'd be pretty tough. <sighs> that crown... Not to say that those weeds are a crown, but it had me thinking of it. Turn back over to the book of Jonah. It says, I went down to the bottoms of the mountains. The earth with their bars was about me Forever. Yet hast thou brought up my life from corruption. O Lord, my God. You know, Jonah goes down to Joppa. He goes down into a ship. He goes down into the side of the ship. He goes down into the sea. Finally, he goes down into a whale. And he goes down into hell. And he's just going down. The only way you're going to stop a downward spiral... Is with God's intervention. mean he says, it brought my soul out of corruption. You know, this is a preacher. A preacher did this. This wasn't some guy that was involved in drugs, alcohol, that we know, fornication. As all preachers like to say from the pulpit. I got to thinking of even maybe people that are corrupt in their Bible reading, erred from doctrines, corrupt in their truths. And I started being thankful. You know what I mean? I hate to bring that revelate, You know, a lot of people don't believe in that rapture, and they've gone a little bit corrupt. The devil's got them. He brought them out. Bible says they're taken captive at His will, the devil. And I hate to go off on it. I don't want to bunny, seem like I'm bunny trailing a little bit, but, but only God's going to be able to bring you out of something like that. Only God was able to intervene here with Jonah and bring him out. That's terrifying. Be in the hands of the Lord right there. Look at Psalms 145. A lot of psalms go with Jonah. Psalm 145 and verse number 9 and 10 says, The Lord is good to all, and His tender mercies are over all His works. All Thy works shall praise Thee. O Lord, all Thy saints shall bless Thee. You know, in verse number 18, I got it, the Lord is nigh unto all them that call upon Him, to all that call upon Him in truth. And I like that. Lord's not going to leave me nor forsake me. And I'm calling upon Him in truth. Lord, help me. Sometimes it's just been that quick. Other times it's been the next day. But the Lord's always been there. Lord's always helped me. God won't forget His own. Verse number seven says, "When my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer came into Thine holy temple." So the thought is, is, is it possible? You no, know, you get saved and then you start forgetting about the Lord. The pastor kind of touched on that this morning. You know, you just get busy as we go on to this this next verse. They that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. Can you just get caught up in the hustle and bustle and you just kind of forget about the Lord? I mean, I've been there. The stress, anxiety, whatever we want to call it, just work. When my soul fainted within me, I remembered. and We should re- remember always. Turn over there to Deuteronomy chapter number 32. A little progression of events. Verse number one says give, give ear, O ye heavens, and I will speak, and hear, O earth, the words of my mouth, my doctrine. Like that, my doctrine shall drop as the rain. Shall drop as the rain. My speech shall distill as the dew, as the small rain upon the tender herb, and as the showers upon the grass, because I will publish the name of the Lord. Ascribe be greatness unto our God. He is the Rock; His work is perfect; for all His ways are judgment. A God of truth and without iniquity, just and right is He. But then the song, this is Moses' song, it goes on. Verse number 7. It says, remember. Remember the days of old. That means you might want to remember what happened back here. Remember some of these things in the Old Testament. God's still going to deliver some people. God's always going to deliver those who call upon him. Remember, then you get down to verse number 15 and <clears throat> I was talking over this with brother Mike like about a month ago. I says, man, this is like a verse like no other. It says, but Jeshurun is Israel, but waxed fat and kicked. Thou art waxing fat. Thou art grown thick. Thou art covered with fatness. It's like, whoo I I think I got that the first time. (laughs) You know what I mean? You're fat. (laughs) And you're grown fat. (laughs) But why is that? Why? Because you forsook God. Then he forsook God, which made him, and lightly esteemed the rock of his salvation. Just forgotten. Just living good. Living rich. Looking at all just living it up. I got all this. But now you're waxed fat and kicked. Thou art waxing fat, thou art grown thick, and art covered with fatness. And that's that's Bible. That's Bible. And it goes up even to verse eighteen. Of the rock that thou begat, thou art mindful and hast forgotten the God that formed thee. Verse number 20, and he said, I will hide my face from them. I will see what their end shall be, for they are a very froward generation, children in whom is no faith. If you don't have faith, it don't please God. Because the Bible says without faith it no, he says it is impossible to please God without faith. Without faith it is impossible to please God. Yeah. And you gotta do it by faith. He's not happy about it. It's just that sad downward progression that only the Lord's gonna be able to deliver you. Prone to wander. Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Here's my heart, Lord. Take and seal it. Seal it for Thy courts above. It happens. And you get down to this verse. Jonah. They that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. You know, Jonah walked with God, heard his voice, directed his life, where to go, but he forsook his relationship and he sought and fled from God's guidance. And I've meditated a lot on this verse. Pastor even knows. This verse has always stood out to me. This is probably the biggest verse in Jonah that stands out to me. They that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. And I just thought, Lord, there's got to be something more to this verse. And he says there is. So I started looking at what what was... What was Jonah looking at? What was Jonah wanting to do? The Lord told him, you know what? Jonah, why don't you rise up and go to where? Nineveh. But Jonah rose up to go to Tarshish. So I said, you know what? I'm going to start looking at Tarshish. You know what I found out about Tarshish? Tarshish got a lot of money. Tarshish got a lot of money. All the gold come from Tarshish. All the silver come from Tarshish. All the precious metals come from Tarshish. And he's like, wow. What's that? I wrote down a bunch of the we we're not going to turn to all of them. I got some I wrote down. Isaiah 2.16 says, and upon all the ships of Tarshish and upon all the pleasant pictures. You know what you do with a picture? I'm telling you right now, if hunt season opens next week, I'm going to show you what a picture of a buck looks like. You know what I'm hoping, you're hoping you're going to observe it. <laughs> you know, I hate to say it like that, but you know, that's what, you observe the paintings. You know what I mean? We're observing these. Observe those pictures. Ezekiel even speaks of it over there. They said the picture spoke. You look at it, you observe it. Psalm 72.10 says, the king of Tarshish shall bring presents. Isaiah mentioned silver and gold. Jeremiah says silver was spread into plates that were brought from Tarshish. You know, it got me thinking, you know what I mean? Just like all this stuff come from Tarshish. And I just started thinking, you know, what I mean, we always, you know, when I was younger, we'd always go into some people's house and they had the nice stuff and it was always in a China cabinet. I'm like, a China cabinet? Does that mean all this stuff come from China? But back then, did they have Tarshish cabinets? <laughs> Where'd you get that? I got this from Tarshish. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? You ever go into like one of those Middle Eastern stores and they got all those like funny, you know, in the mall and they got these graven images, but I mean, you know, we all know what Buddha looks like, but then you see that one that's like an elephant that's got like 10 arms and it's like this. And you're like, that's kind of neat looking. You know what I mean? Where'd that come from? Tarshish. You know what I mean? Not to say that it did, but... But as that Tarshish stuff, all these valuables coming off ships. Solomon, he brought in Tarshish. And it says in there, we'll turn there. Turn to 1 Kings chapter 10. And you can't tell me this wasn't a big deal. When those ships had come in, 1 Kings chapter 10. And in verse number 22, it says, For the king had a, had at a sea a navy of, of Tarshish with the navy of Haram. Once in three years came the navy of Tarshish bringing gold and silver, ivory and apes and peacocks. <laughs> and that's pretty cool stuff. What in the world is that? That's an ape. What? And peacocks. You ever heard peacocks? They're really loud. I'm not going to do a peacock sound. My wife's like, don't do it. (laughs) But they're beautiful birds also. And all this stuff just coming off ships that you've never seen before. You are like, man, what in the world is that? Or just the riches. Just the gold and the silver. The lying vanities that you're going to observe. And it goes on. And as the preacher Jonah... Joan observed that stuff, same way we can. Cars. And I've done it. Every time I got a 1999 F550, 7 on 7.3. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. It's a good running truck. But I'll tell you what, I see, I'll tell you what, Brother Chris, I see a nice <clears throat> 2019 F350 with a flatbed, and I go like this I go, that's a nice truck. Lying vanity, like, like that truck's gonna make me more money. No. Look, God's gonna provide. God's gonna provide. It's not gonna do nothing for me. Motorcycles. This guy stuff, sorry if this ain't hitting none of you ladies. Horses we will go hurt. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, knickknacks. <clears throat> Gold plated armor. Knives and swords. Detailed just like you never seen before. Where'd you get that? I'll get that from Tarshish. Shields. Clothes. Garments. I mean, I did this one brick job and this guy pulls out and he's got a Bugatti. I mean, you can't help to not look at this car. You're like, I have never seen a car like that. Because it costs millions of dollars. <laughs> you know? where's that from? Tarshish. <laughs> <You> know? <laughs> you know it's actually from France, but and, you know I was talking with Silas about it, so I threw it in there. Look at Proverbs chapter 28. you look on that stuff and it's it's lying vanities. not stuff you need. stuff that you want. Proverbs chapter 28. And in verse number 20. It says a faithful man shall abound with blessings, but he that maketh haste to <clears throat> but he that maketh haste to be rich shall not be innocent. The Lord had to teach me. Lord, Lord, that was actually a verse that got me a couple days ago. I didn't even share that with anybody. I shared it with the teens. You know what? The Lord's been good to me. The Lord's given me a lot of work. I don't have to call people for work. They've just called. Praise God. The Lord showed me. He says, You know what? A faithful man shall abound with blessings. He says, You know what? You want... just, just keep being faithful. I said, I always wanted a house of my own. The Lord knows that's one of my gripes. The Lord says, Just be faithful. Don't make haste to be rich. Don't make haste to be rich, because you know what? You ain't going to be innocent. You start getting in that business and starting to try to, you know what I mean? Doing a job for a guy right now, multimillionaire. I can already tell he's shady. I'm not going to say anything else. Just be a blessing. I think of, a, and be faithful. God, the church, the brethren. Not self willed. How can I get rich? I can't help but think of Gehazi. Turn over Second Kings chapter five. I'm going somewhere with this, so just hang in there. Second Kings chapter five. Oh Gehazi, Second Kings chapter five and in verse number twenty. It says, but, this is a little backdrop, this is Naaman. This pastor mentioned him this morning, he had, uh, he's one of the only ones that got healed. The only leper that got healed. All Israel, nobody in Israel got healed at that time. Only Naaman. Pharisees got upset when, he, when Jesus said that. Gospel went out here, so to speak. Came to Naaman. Naaman was the only one that got healed. Gets down here. He was going to offer those riches unto uh, Elisha. Elisha says, "No, I don't want that. You got you take them there." And then it comes down here. You just take them back with you. Is what he said. Verse number twenty says, "But Gehazi, the servant of Elisha, the man of God." So who was Gehazi? He was the servant of Elisha, the one who had the double portion of his spirit, of Elijah's spirit. The double portion. You are the servant of Him. I mean, step aside, Jonah. That's my job. I'm over here. You know what I mean? You are somebody, so to speak. You get to learn from Elisha? Wow. But Agazi, the servant of Elisha, the man of God, said, Behold, my master has spared Naaman, this Syrian, in not receiving at his hands that which he brought. But as the Lord liveth, I will run. After him and take somewhat of him. so Gehazi followed after Naaman and saw and saw him running after him. you know what that is this that's making haste making haste to be rich. he lighted down from his chariot to meet him and said, "Is all well? And he said, All is well my master hath sent me, saying, Behold, even now there come to me from Ephraim, Mount Ephraim, two young men, at the sons of prophets. Give them, I pray thee, a talent of silver and two chains of garments. You know what he's doing now, he's always telling lies. And he can be innocent no more. You know what he's doing is he's, he's observing those lying vanities. And I want that. I want that. I want that. Forsaken. God had for him. And Naaman said, Be content, take two talents. And he urged him, and he bound two talents of silver and two bags with two chains of garments and laid them upon two of his servants, and they bare them before him. In verse number 24, And when he had came to the tower, he took them from their hand and bestowed them in the house, and he let the men go, and they departed. And he went in and stood before his master, and Elisha said unto him, Whence comest thou Gehazi? He said, My servant went no whither. Lying again. You know, he's not innocent anymore. Telling lies. Supposed to be a faithful servant. Lies of the man of God. Just like Ananias and Sapphira. Verse number 26 He said to them, Went not mine heart with thee when the man turned again from his chariot to meet thee. Is it time to receive money and receive garments and olive yards? And vineyards and sheep and oxen and men servants and maid servants. Just thinking all that stuff. And you, you read there with Gehazi, and he's always hanging around like the king. Or is this what he's thinking on? He doesn't have the power over here to restore the life to the, the body of the child. He said, Goes take my staff. He doesn't have that. He's always just thinking about something a lion vanities, forsaken God in his mercy, and the mercy he could have given to others. In verse number 26, Lion in vanity, the position. I think of a position when I read these. A power. A title. A lot of people are all about that. I am professor so-and-so. Or whatever. Insert whatever. Verse number 27, The leprosy therefore of Naaman shall cleave unto thee and thy seed forever. And he went out from his presence a leper as white as snow. And Gehazi, he goes out a leper. You know what, Jonah, he's in a whale. Observe. Lion vanities. Go Turn to Mark chapter 8. Mark chapter 8 and verse number 34. So when he had called all the people unto, his, unto him with his disciples, he said to them, Whosoever will come after him, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. I heard a good message on bearing on cross bearing. It's usually bearing that for somebody else. I said, you know what, that's a great point, preacher. got to deny yourself maybe some lying vanities and follow the Lord for whosoever will save his life shall lose it but whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospel's sake the same shall save it and here it is for what shall for what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul What shall a man give in exchange for his soul you know, there's people out there that need the gospel Jonah should have went and told the first time he knew how good God was and we know how good God is <clears throat> look I, I hear I read what Jonah says and Jonah chapter 4, verse 2 and verse 1 said, but it, but it displeased Jonah exceedingly. And he was very angry because God had mercy on them all. And he prayed in the Lord and said, I pray thee, O Lord, was not this my saying when I was yet in my country? Therefore I fled unto Tarshish, for I knew that thou art a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness and repentest thee of the evil. God will have mercy on whom He will have mercy, and He'll have compassion on whom He'll have compassion, and He's always been that way. John three sixteen says, "Love not." No, I'm sorry, I almost read it. it. Says, "For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. But whosoever believeth in Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life." But 1 John two fifteen says, love not the world nor the things in the world, the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. There's a difference. The Lord loves you. The Lord wants people to repent. God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. God is long-suffering, not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. All good memory verses. Most probably everybody in here has got those one memorized. Turn over there to Romans chapter 10 and I said all that to, to get to this point. To get to this very point right here. Romans chapter 10 and verse number 13. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. We all know that one. One of the most popular verses there is. But it's the one that comes right after that. How then they shall they call on Him of whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in Him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? That was Jonah's job. The pastor talked about the priest this morning. We're supposed to be holy. You know the difference between unholy and holy and clean and unclean. What we need to be going, and that's that priest... We also need to go out there and preach. There's still people lying or going to hell and they need a savior. It's not just confound to this area. We don't just gather here together and, oh, and then, you know, go out of these walls and do nothing for the Lord. How are they going to hear about Jesus if we don't go out and tell them? Jonah. Go to Nineveh and cry against that great city, man. But I like these pumpkins. These pumpkins are pretty cool. I can shoot them with my shotgun and just stay at my house and do nothing. You know, I'm just shooting from from the hip. You know, but am I making sense? And how shall they preach, except they be sent? It's Jonah. You gotta be sent. You gotta go. It's not just in this church house. I like here, you know what I like? I like hearing stories from missionaries that have been out there. I like when, you know, we need to have a missions conference. You know, I like hearing stories about the the missionaries. I mean, one of my, one of my favorite, anyhow, there's a bunch of them that came in here, but I can probably say that you remember, one of my favorite ones I remember the most was, and this guy, you remember Shirley Black? Is is that right? Shirley was up here. Yeah, and uh, this preacher come up, right? And he's going to go to Papua New Guinea. Or, or, or no, I think it was the Philippines. And the guy, he's not even in a suit and tie. He's just in like a just a flannel jacket and some, you know, pants. And, uh, you know, just some jeans and this and whatnot And And the preacher let him get up and tell us, and you could tell this guy just had a burden for the people. I mean, he was like, on almost every single question he was about ready to bust into tears. And he's filling up this big connex and he's heading off, going out to preach the Gospel to all these people. And you, you could just... I mean, it was real! You know what I mean? And then poor Shirley, Shirley was just... Shirley Shirley. You know what I mean? She's just... I love Shirley. Praise God for her. <laughs> but he, he had this sermon on there. Not a sermon, but a slideshow. And you know... Some of the people over there, they don't wear as much clothes. And Shirley pops up with this question. And she goes, Don't you ever get discouraged when you're trying to preach the gospel to those people and they ain't got no clothes on? And everybody's like, Did you really just ask that? And this guy was the most gracious I've ever seen anybody in my life. He goes, he looks over and he goes, Yes, ma'am. I get discouraged with my people just the way your pastor gets discouraged with his. And everybody started laughing, and it was just, but that was grace. All right. That was, that was nice. But everybody laughed, and I just, I remember him sharing, just, I mean, you knew he was really wanting to go there. You know what I mean? Stories preachers tell from the trail. Tales from the trail is what they call it. Going out, leading people to the Lord. Just going out. Not just the stuff that just happens in church. Man, you get discouraged if you knew some of the stuff that just went on in church. Amen. I'll tell you what, if you go over out these walls and you go witness to somebody and you tell, hey man, I just I just gave this guy a track and he says we're at church and he might come here today. I'll tell you what, there's gonna be some people that are gonna rejoice about that. Amen. Think of Jonah. What is was Jonah's story? Imagine Jonah coming. Yeah, I just went over that. Went over, preached, and you know, quite a few thousand people got, even their animals, you know, were in sackcloth. I can't stand those people. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> you know? Jonah's not, I don't think he was the guy you wanted in at the missions conference. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know? But that whole book, you just read it and you're just like, God's going to do what God's going to do. God, Lord is willing that none should perish. And he used Jonah to go deliver that message with the wrong heart. I'll argue that to the day I die. There's no way he had the right heart when he preached that message. I don't try to have a right heart when I'm preaching, you know what I mean? I don't want to be at odds with God, but God's going to do it. I'm thankful for a preacher. Thankful for the word. We used to go pass out tracts. We'd go down there and go street preaching. I remember the first time I went down there street preaching. One of the first few times, my brother-in-law Kevin. This guy walked right by and he's like, "Kevin's preaching." The guy spit right in his face. I mean, spit on him. I mean, back then you couldn't you couldn't get in trouble for it. And he spit right in Kevin's face, and, and then he walks over and I'm still passing out tracts and I didn't see it. And I, and I got I got mad. I go, I told him, I said, where is he? Which guy was he? I'm going to go pound him. And he's like, no, Mike, no, 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 <laughs> no. We're not going to do that. I'll, I'll get rewards for that. He said, oh, you know, I think somebody else said that to him. Hey, you're going to get rewards for that, you know, And as he's wiping spit off his face. I'm going to get my, anyhow, stop. But I remember that. I remember. I remember Rocco preaching. And this guy walking by just kind of looks at him and scowls at him. And he goes, and he and he gets on the corner, and he goes, "I hope you choke." And, and that's when it caught me. And I looked at it, and you could barely hear him say it. But then he he wanted to really say it. And I'm still looking at him, kind of got my tracks like this, and handing to people. And I'm looking over there, and he goes, "I hope you." And and he's like this. All of a sudden, he grabs his throat like this. And I tell you what, it was like that passage over there in the light. She says, "Open his eyes that he may see." And I tell you what, it's like This some one of God's angels just grabbed that guy's throat and he was grasping like this like he was going to die. And he just oh, walks off. <laughs> and I was like, God is my witness. And you can't tell me it happened any other way. <laughs> Downtown Portland, Pioneer Square, that's where that happened. That's in the lion's den. This guy walked by and just... I mean, just better, as the Bible says, put him to silence. (laughs) You know what I mean? It was cool. Go out there and preach. Thankful for a preacher. Thankful for the track I got. They that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. You know what? God's always merciful to us. And others need to know it. I'm going to wrap this up. Verse number 9. Jonah. It says, But I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay that I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. You know, First Thessalonians 5.18 says, In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Turn over to Psalms chapter 50. Psalms chapter 15 verse number 14 and 15 says offer unto god offer unto god thanksgiving and pay thy vows unto the most high and call upon and call upon me in the day of trouble i will deliver thee and thou shalt glorify me amen ain't that the truth He's done that to me he done that for jonah he done that for daniel he done that for joseph He's done that for anybody who's called upon the name of the Lord. But it's just remembering that. Turn over there to Hebrews chapter number 13. I'll try to get through this. This is I love this verse. Hebrews 13. There's a certain word here says, by Him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, given thanks to His name. You know, sometimes that's just been all my prayer. Thank you, Lord. I mean, pastors preach it too. What, what is the will of God? I don't know what the will of God is. Be thankful. That's one. <laughs> be thankful for this is the will of God concerning you. Oh, what's that mean? It means be thankful. <laughs> Just thank the Lord when you're going through stuff. Thank the Lord. It's easy to thank Him when it's easy. Not when you're in the whale's belly. Here Jonah's thank- thanking Him out of the whale's belly. I've learned that recently. I've learned from other brethren too, you know. He said, I mean, hard things, hard things. I talked to this one brother, and he says, and he goes, I said, man, how you doing? he says, well, he sitting this way. He says, he says, the Lord told me I'm supposed to be thankful in all things. And I went, Whew. wow. Walked out there, Lord, <laughs> so careful. Lord, teach me that. The Lord says, okay. I'll correct you. I'll give you a little chastening. And you can learn. You can learn to be thankful. It's hard thanking Him when you're in the whale's belly. Jonah's going to pay his vow. and You know, I don't even know what it was. I don't. Maybe he's just supposed to go where God told him to. Preach the way he wanted to preach. The Lord said that in verse number 2. Preach the preaching that I bid thee. Well, Maybe he was supposed to preach it the way he was. I'm not sure. I know he says he's going to pay the vows. He's going to do what he said. And salvation's of the Lord. There's no salvation apart from the grace of God except through the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord delivered Jonah from the belly of hell and Jesus will do the same for us. And the same for all them out there. Kind of went through that quick. but the Lord spake unto the fish, and it vomited out Jonah upon dry land. You know, I see this fish. You know, this fish heard God. This fish understood His voice. This fish obeyed. This fish went where it was supposed to go. This fish was faithful in delivering. And Jonah now, he's he's fled from God's presence. He's been through a storm. He's confronted about all his crimes that he's done against God. He's been cast into the deep. He's been swallowed by a well. He's died. He went to hell. And now... He's on dry ground, alive well, and on a beach. I I got one person, I mean, that's Bible. (laughs) I mean, that's that, that's it. That's the, the bigger picture of it. Thank you, Lord. And he's on dry ground. I don't know what's going through his mind right now. And all I know is if I was looking there and I mean you're like what in the world you just prayed this prayer and all of a sudden I'm look up and what in the world there's this whale I don't know, I't said God made the whale I don't know if it made it with a back rudder on it I don't know if this whale even lived. Most whales, once they go all the way up onto shore, they're gonna die. Which is, it's a maybe. He's looking at that. So let's say this: there's a there's a whole city out there. Everywhere you go. people dying and going to hell because someone ain't going to tell them about Jesus amen that's the message kind of hard but it's the truth how are they going to know unless there's a preacher you didn't have to be a preacher you just go up and set tracks out everywhere just set them down. Just hand them out. I mean that that was usually the biggest one. Hey, did you get one of these? No, oh, no, no, I didn't. Oh here, take one, take one. And then they go. How'd it get? I don't want this. Well, they got it in all. their hand. Now it's that's on them. That's all that was my biggest thing. Yeah, did you get one of these? Hey, these are free. Did you get one? Oh, free, 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 free. <laughs> I want something that's free. Or maybe you just a little more. I don't don't want to say it's bold. That's bold. Just be able to hand these out. It'll please the Lord. It'll help you. It will. Get out your comfort zone. Ain't comfortable in the whale's belly. Amen. I'm pretty sure Jonah was happy. Okay, I'm going now. (laughs) You know. Amen. Let's pray. Pastor, will you dismiss us in prayer?